Ossington. Ossington. The hacker podcast, the dark web today podcast people and like Mr. Hill and all that. They want you to wake up and like go on Twitter. Come on. Come on. Oh. Found a bunch online. 
and we're able to find three people who logged into Binance on those days, had created those accounts, and, uh, and were actually part of the Binance KYC process. So what Platon told me is that he was a white hat, and that he had been trying to tell Binance that he had all this information, and he wanted to help them catch the people who stole all the Bitcoin from Binance earlier in May. I really had no reason not to believe him. But I also knew to trust no one. It was in Platon's best interest to convince me that he was a good guy. It was in Binance's best interest to deflect my questions and make sure that nobody else could break in. So when I started talking to him, he called himself John Amate or John Amate or something like that. Then he called himself Gen M, uh, G-E-N, Generation M or something. And then finally he was uh, Natov Platon which sounded like some kind of crazy Russian name. From what I could figure out, Platon was a younger person with a fairly solid grasp of written English. I had never spoken to him on the phone and I never saw him on a Skype call. He also kept odd hours. I suspected he was living in Russia or the Ukraine, but he also could have been in China. One of the things I won't do is rush to publish damning information. I don't want to talk to a hacker and and not tell Binance about it, or not tell the victim, right? If you were hacked, I would try, try to tell you about it, and then I will try to get a good story out of it. So I reached out to Binance. I, put, I literally put the hacker and Binance in touch with each other. He wanted to be a white hat. He wanted to tell the story of how this happened. And he wanted to explain to them that, yeah, he had inside information on how this was happening. Uh, he tried it once without me. Uh, he was talking with uh, Ted Lim, the CGO over there. And they, they blew him off. Because obviously Binance is dealing with this almost every day. They're dealing with hacks. They're dealing with people coming in saying, I have all your money. I won't give it back until you give me a million dollars or whatever. And a lot of it's fake. So they had no idea how to handle this. And I started talking with them, and I put him in touch with Binance as well. And we actually were in a chat room together. And I'm like, look, this guy has some legitimate information. I think you guys should look into it. And they were going back and forth. And it was almost they were kind of dismissing him again. So I got to the point where it was very, very frustrating for me because I'm trying to do the right thing. And if the story blew up because of that, I'm just fine. I might as well, I can just uh, stop writing it. I'd much rather do that than, uh, than have anybody else get hurt. Look, I mean, he gave me this information. He showed me what he had. It was abundantly clear that he wasn't trying to hide anything. Uh, and he was actually willing to show it to anybody who would ask, which is, which is what drove me crazy. Could he have been doing some kind of social engineering that I didn't, uh, that I wasn't following? entirely feasible, but also Binance was doing some social engineering by telling me, uh, or not telling me what was going on. When I was talking to Binance, they're, they're, they would say, they would point back to the original phishing hack that they said, and it wasn't, it wasn't their KYC. And I'm like, look guys, this is, a, this is essentially your KYC. This information is associated with this metadata that I have, and it's, and it's, actually, it's actually a big deal. Uh, and they blew that off as well. Um, and I didn't actually want to go through the whole thing. I wanted, I, I, I tried to confirm. I st- when I started confirming that the KYC was real, then I knew that there was something here, uh, and they just wouldn't admit it. They said that they had seen something like these leaked photos, but I had I, the only the only photos that I had. I sent Binance the photos that I had, and they hadn't said that they had seen these before. Uh, and further, Platon constantly said he has sixty thousand of these. They claim they had ten thousand uh, had leaked. Uh, so I'm not sure who to believe. The only response that they had when they talked about this was they sent me other stuff on like on like other websites about news stories about a phishing attack. So their response was, yeah, this happened to us, maybe, we don't know, uh, but don't worry about it so much, it's not a big deal. If a hacker comes to me and says, I know exactly where your 7,000 Bitcoin are, 
and I would like a bug bounty or I would like to help you guys find it for a fee. Uh, and I'm a big company like Binance. I have no idea what I would do. Historically, what you do there is you kind of try to work with the hacker and then also try to get him on a flight to some place where you have extradition rights and, uh, and put him in jail. This guy wasn't worried about that. Interestingly enough, I kind of warned him about those kind of situations. That's exactly what could happen. Uh, and he wasn't worried about it. So he was very cavalier about the whole thing. Guys like CZ. 